The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, channel 8, and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on K Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 99 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and confidence in homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are commemorating Memorial Day and Pentecost Sunday.
the birthday of the church. The church was founded on the day of Pentecost, the 50th day after Passover. It is marked as a special day as told in Acts chapter 2, when the 120 individuals who tarried for 10 days were all filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in unknown tongues. The only Bible evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. We praise and thank the Lord that the same Spirit dwells among us today. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will give praise to the Savior by singing the number entitled, When the Holy Spirit Comes. Please follow along and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. Thank you. 
church band under my direction will play the song titled, Feel the Spirit. And in this devil-may-care world, we need the Spirit to overcome the daily trials and tribulations. Only with His Spirit will believers have the strength to move forward in Jesus' name. Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. will sing the beautiful song, Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Yes, saints and friends, our Lord and Savior is the sweet heavenly dove that fills us with His Spirit. We can find sweet peace with the Lord when we lay all our burdens, cares, and woes into His loving hands.
sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face and I know that it's the presence of the Lord Sweet Holy Spirit Sweet Heavenly Dove, stay right there with us, filling us with your love, and for these blessings we lift our hearts with praise, without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place there's a sweet sweet spirit And I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. There are sweet expressions on each face. And I know that it's the of the Lord. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay right here with us, filling us with your Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. The church choir will now sing their second number for today entitled, God's wonderful people. Daily we pray for a mighty Logos revival. We pray that the Lord will send the Pentecostal blessing in our hearts and fill and refill every child of God with His Spirit.
For the Lord assures us that where two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in the midst. It is truly a thrilling and a happy feeling when we get together with God's wonderful people.
The energetic and faithful members of the Apostolic Faith Church Orchestra, directed by Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Brooks Sr., will play the song entitled The Old Time Power. The Holy Spirit of God is our helper and comforter. The indwelling Spirit is the old time power and part of our Foursquare Gospel of the Kingdom of God that we preach at all of our worship services and on our weekly telecasts. The Gospel is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. group the Daughters of Judah will close out the musical portion of the program preparing you for the all-important reading of God's Word by singing praise and gratitude to our Heavenly Father with this glorious number entitled Come Holy Spirit Come. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this number to a very faithful brother in Christ who is none other than trusty associate pastor Evan Sproat Sr. The Lord is smiling down upon you this day for all your faithful and diligent prayers and for all you do for the gospel work. May the Lord continue to richly bless you in this life as well as that to come. Have a beautiful Sunday.
to gather his people of God. Called to embrace all communities here into Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, 
And I would like to repeat our television times, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3, and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Oakland, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about the gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our state, state Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneri Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mintanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donation to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is God's desire that all people come unto Him in full repentance and receive His salvation full and free. Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, physically, and even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword, and there shall be no remedy for His tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare condemn with our greatest strength is greater than His? God forbid. He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, the power to overcome, and the power to bless. I invite you to partake in today's joint message, Pentecost and in remembrance, and pray that by the time it concludes, you will be encouraged to seek the Lord, whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way. 
We will review the Hebrew festival of Pentecost as being the birthday of the church, the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to form the church, the body of Christ. This morning, we also will honor members of the armed forces who have died for our country. Historically, Pentecost is also referred to as the Feast of Week because it was celebrated seven complete weeks or 50 days after the Passover. It is also referred to as the Feast of Harvest because it concluded the harvest of the latter grains. Another reference is the Day of First Fruits because the first loaves made from the new grain was then offered on the altar. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, by His baptizing work, formed the separate disciples into one organism, the body of Christ. Therefore, the church began on Pentecost because it was the first historical instance of the Spirit's baptizing work. We often refer to our fine state of Hawaii as the Pentecost state because it is the 50th state, except into the union of the United States of America, the land of the free. Jesus himself in the New Testament of Acts 1, 4 to 5, prophesied to those gathered with him in Jerusalem and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. In John 14, 16 to 18, Jesus went on further to explain the promise of the Holy Spirit by saying, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Our Lord Jesus was promising to send the Holy Spirit to comfort the disciples when he should be gone. The Holy Spirit would dwell in believers and help them, just as the Lord had done with when he was with them. In preparation for this great event to be enacted on the day of Pentecost, Jesus specifically instructed his apostles and the disciples about the place to gather and the procedure of what to do in Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Yes, we can all concur that the day of Pentecost was surely a very powerful day. This power and coming of the Holy Spirit upon Jewish believers was evidenced as related scripturally in Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only true Bible evidence for receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit as the believers did on the day of Pentecost. It is a moving and a heart-stirring experience to be touched by Jesus, filled with the Spirit and then speak in an unknown tongue. In fact, this great event was foretold by the Old Testament prophet Joel in 800 B.C., when Joel, in second chapter, 28 and 29 verses, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servant and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my Spirit." This event then should have not been a surprise to anyone. However, it did turn out to surprise many who witnessed the spiritual outpouring as found in Acts 2, 6-8. Now when this was noise abroad, 
the multitude came together and were confounded that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? Many questions arose, and many were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? These men are full of new wine. To explain this spiritual phenomenon, Peter stood up and said in Acts 2, 14 to 15, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing that it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, the purpose for the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was to fill his believers with spiritual power. Power to speak, power to preach, power to perform miracles, and power to stand and go all the way with Jesus. Just prior to Jesus being taken up into heaven, he left these closing instructions concerning the purpose for his Holy Spirit and use of this special power in Acts 1.8. But he shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And he shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. John the Baptist confirmed that witness about Jesus, especially when he spoke of Jesus being the true light and power in John 1, 9-12. That was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The 120 in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost were believers in Jesus, and you too, viewers, can be touched by Jesus, who waits to make himself very real unto you. You can become a true witness for Jesus and experience Pentecost and the power of His Holy Spirit in your life. Why not come today and accept Jesus? We find in John 3, 5, the very words needed for salvation. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized in Jesus' name, according to Acts 2, 38. And to be born of the Spirit is to speak in tongues according to Acts 2.4. Therefore, we find the true church was composed of true born-again believers from Pentecost to the first resurrection, united together and to Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the body of Christ of which He is the head. As such, the church is a holy temple for the habitation of God through the Spirit is one flesh with Christ, and is espoused to him as a chaste virgin to one husband. And the church will be translated to heaven at the return of the Lord, Jesus in the air. Reading Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, that is those who had crucified and rejected the Lord Jesus, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39 verse, it reads, For the promise unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Throughout the centuries, the church, like a grain of mustard seed, has been growing 
and the Lord is still adding to his church daily, such as should be saved. As for 12 reads, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The disciples asked Jesus, who then can be saved? Jesus answered, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Pentecost further represents the Feast of Harvest and the Day of First Fruits. On the day of Pentecost, a harvest of 3,000 believers were baptized into the body of Christ, the church. As Acts 2, 41 tells us, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Peter went on further to explain that this is God's promise, and it is intended for you and your children of today as well being the first fruits of Pentecost, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Those who will come in tomorrow and in the future, in the Apostolic Faith Church, Pentecost is a major festival and time to reflect upon God's wonderful Holy Spirit, referred to as a rushing mighty wind and fire on the earth. It is God's greatest tool given to mankind to accomplish His will. It is God's gift for the asking, as Luke encourages us in chapter 11, 9 to 13. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, Will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? This Holy Ghost gift was given to the 120 on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, and now dwells in every believer in Christ. The follow-on promise that we of the Pentecost of faith have received is that Jesus will give us another day of Pentecost. Accompanying this promise are the same signs and blessings that Jesus gave on the first day of Pentecost. Another 120 to go to the upper chamber to pray. Another 3,000 souls one day and many mighty and miraculous works such as the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, the lame to walk, the blind to see, the dead to be raised in the house of the Lord. Many will question, how will this happen? And our answer is that it will be accomplished through the Holy Ghost power of God alone. The same answer given by the angels of God to Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by spirit, said the Lord of hosts. In addition to Pentecost, we observe Memorial Day as a time to remember those men and women who have fought valiantly and died so that we may enjoy the freedom we have today. We live in the greatest country in the world, America the beautiful. It is imperative that we pray for America, the land of the free and home of the brave. Unless we as a nation are willing to be ruled by God and our leaders rule in the fear of God and not men, we soon shall be ruled by godless men instead. The Bible warns of certain dangers to be avoided. The Apostle Paul warns us of one in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5 and 7. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, 
traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Unless we as a nation are willing to be ruled by God and our leaders rule in the fear of God and not men, we soon shall be ruled by godless men instead. Consider the American flag and how often one thrills at the sight of it. To our men in the armed forces, the flag is very special. For them, the flag's appearance brings them a sense of pride and pleasure. Truly, it is a symbol of free men and a free nation. While the American flag has long been the symbol of a free people, there is a deeper lesson to be learned from its wonderful blend of colors. White is the color of purity. In the absence of all colors, it is a light reflector. What is the color of the garments of the redeemed in heaven? As you read in Revelations 19, 8 to 9, and to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true saying of God. This is a true picture of the true sayings of God. This is a true picture of the true church in heaven and of her happiness and triumph with the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lamb's wife referred to here is the bride. The garment in Scripture is a symbol of God's righteousness upon all of them who believe. White is the color of the spotless throne of God. And there is but one spotless moral and spiritual being. Whoever trod this sin-stained, devil-may-care world, the man, Christ Jesus, who knew no sin and yet was made sin for us. It was a sinless, spotless one who was nailed to the cross for the sins of the whole world. His sinful world had little room and less liking for a man such as this. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Red is recognized as the color of blood, which Jesus shed on Calvary's hill for the sins of the world. Blood and water oozed from his side, as you read in John 19, 34. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water. And it takes the water and the blood to get into the body of Christ. This is done by being born again. Water signifies baptism, as finally recorded in 1 Peter 3, 21. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The saving of Noah and his family in the ark is an illustration of salvation today, which is attained through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blood signifies remission of sins, for without shedding blood, there is no remission of sins. Reading 1 John 5, 7 through 8, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Who was the Father of the Lord? Jesus Christ. It was the Holy Ghost who was the Lord, not Joseph. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, He was God manifested in the flesh. He was also the Holy Ghost of the Spirit, which no man can see. And the Word tells explicitly that these three manifestations are in reality one true God, not three. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, which is still with us, the water, comforts are still being baptized in water by immersion, and in the name of Jesus Christ, and the blood. And these three are one. The crimson thread of blood atonement begins in the Old Testament and leads into the New Testament to the crimson fountain of Calvary. A song goes thusly, there is a fountain filled with blood, drawn for Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath the flood, lose all their guilty stains. Water cannot wash away the soul and stain of sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ 
His Son cleanses us from all sin. Morality, charity, good works, and even water cannot wash away one's sins. Only the blood of Jesus can. Blue is the color of the heavens. Like the word itself, the starry heavens and the heaven of God are often associated with it. Reading 1 Corinthians 15, 19, in which the Apostle Paul once said, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Men's souls cries out that this earthly life is not the end, that there must be a hereafter. Not only the scriptures, but man's conscience wants that there is a heaven and there is a hell to shun. Jesus warns us about the danger of hell. As you read in Mark 9, 43, 44, and 47, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into the hell fire. Jesus was giving the description of the terrors of hell. He taught that punishment for the person who will not believe in him and will not accept him lasts forever. No pictures of hell are as terrible as those of our Lord points for us here. This is the final word. It is the utmost solemnity. Jesus had invited men to come and reason with God. He had made known the Messiah and his vicarious death. He had proclaimed the glories of eternal life. He closed his message with the solemn warning that the rejections of Jesus will be eternally rejected by God. Yes, the blue speaks to us of a heaven to which someday we may go. And the shining stars remind us that those who are saved shall shine forever like the stars. Reading Daniel 12, 3 4, And they shall that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall in be increased. But this heaven will not receive all, only those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as their Savior, Master, Lord. The Bible tells us in John 3, 36, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And to you in the television audience, I say, God cares for you. He wants you to be saved and receive the promise of eternal life. Listen to 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God cares. His heart is ever tender. His love will never fail, nor shall decay. The love of the earth, though strong and deep, may perish, but he shall never, never fade away. Remember then, when you see the flag you love waving in the breezes or in the winds of Memorial Day, that there are meanings to its stirring blend of colors. White, the purity of Jesus Christ. Red, the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed for your sins. Blue, the heavenly hope, which all who trust and believe in Christ as Savior have. But remember also that Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Again, Memorial Day is a day set aside to remember and honor all servicemen and women who die for our country's freedom and liberty, that we may enjoy the quality of life we now have. For the believer, we honor and glorify God every day of our lives. We neglect not to remember and honor our Lord Jesus, who fought a good fight of faith and gave his life that we might have liberty and the pursuit of happiness. If you enjoyed this telecast, please tell your friends about it. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, Please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. 
Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr. Expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, Pentecost in my soul.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.